0: Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get
1: started. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as someone who will not let my next child watch YouTube, except maybe PewDiePie's channel as a form of punishment. But in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Rico Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Dylan Collins, the CEO of Super Awesome, which is, as he just said, the most humble of names, which works with brands and media companies to make sure what they put online for kids obeys privacy laws like COPPA in the US and GDPRK in the EU. He's also just talked about launching a new video service aimed at kids. Dylan, welcome to Rico Decode. Hey, Kara, thanks. So this is a wide open space right now. YouTube has allowed you to right. have the biggest entry into a market ever.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I guess for years, Silicon Valley sort of pretended that children didn't exist.
1: Mm-hmm. They, right? Yes. I
0: mean, you know, like you, you, you hit an age gate and say and ticked a box saying, yes, I'm over 13, mm-hmm. and everyone was perfectly cool with that. Right,
1: like either joining Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Right, right.
0: And, and and that was literally the only approach to kids, and over Disney time... Disney had
1: had a number of efforts. Di- yeah,
0: but, yeah, but Disney are a kid's company, or at least right. their DNA is, is, right. is, is, a, is right. as a kid's company. Right? right. I think when you go back to the Valley and you sort of see how many kind of single people and sort of young founders without yes. kids were yes. building Stuff and it just it didn't occur to people. It's a homogeneous
1: that, society it, there. It, it yeah. really is, and, right.
0: and now sort of flash forward to 2019, and kids are like, I mean, almost literally half the internet, uh-huh. and everyone is suddenly going, "Oh, right, right. well, we, we better do something about." Right.
1: This. So let's talk about your background, and then we'll talk because you guys, you're you're shifting Super Awesome in a lot of ways. Um, you're going head to head with with YouTube, it seems like, in, in that ju- in that area.
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, we, we started Super Awesome about six years ago, right? Um, fundamentally, you know, because we saw that that no one, none of the big tech technology companies were building infrastructure for what the internet was going to look like Mm -hmm. in terms of it being driven by kids, right, right? right. and and the need for privacy technology that wasn't going to track them everywhere.
1: Right, exactly, which is a big market opportunity.
0: It's huge. And, and not only did you have more and more kids sort of coming online and shifting to tablets and everything else, but you had all these privacy laws, mm-hmm. you know, led by the U.S. and now followed by everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like the, the the global kind of regulation of the Internet for kids, mm-hmm. but literally nobody was investing in the tech to actually make that work. Mm-hmm. So that's what we started building. Right. And, and so sort of today, if you're a developer or a content owner and you're building, like, an app for kids or a service for kids or whatever, the chances are you've got our technology in there, powering video, making sure the ads are safe, mm-hmm. making sure community's safe, right. the comments are moderated, all those sorts of things.
1: Okay, I want to get into that in a second because I true. have kids, and I've watched, watched their usage. It's fascinating to watch it. Uh, games, uh, first starting with mm. apps and games and going on to Minecraft and moving on to watching a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, now they're older, so they have I let them watch a lot more, but it's, it is a difficult thing for any parent. We're going to get into that part, and also, let's talk about a little bit about you. You've had a really interesting background as an entrepreneur, um, sold two companies. Is that right? Two companies. One, why don't you go through it? Talk about how you got to this you're
0: a game guy. A, a, yeah, originally a game guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I built my first company in college, Trinity College, Dublin. I uh, have mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, Sean. We, we built a company called Demonware.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the Great reason game. We, That's what
1: a college student would call
0: it. Yeah, totally. I mean, at the time, Sean, who's my co-founder, and I were spending all of our time playing um, Counter-Strike online games instead of going to lectures, as mm-hmm. is normal. Um, and we realized that, that more people wanted to do this kind of thing, so we built technology to make it easier to create multiplayer games, to allow right. people to play against each other on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever.
1: So you were doing the background stuff like that, not we, games themselves.
0: So yeah, it was, it was the tech inside the game. So that got acquired right. by Activision. It's right. now the backbone of the Call of Duty franchise and, mm-hmm. and all those other things, which yeah, your, your son's definitely Coded. built.
1: Yes, they played them all.
0: Yep. Yeah. You um, still
1: argue over which ones they, they want to buy. What's the one they have that I don't want to sell them? Grand Theft Auto is? They're
0: they doing that one? Uh, that's the one they don't own. They don't know, but own. But whatever. Okay, well, yeah, there's a bunch yeah, of them. I'm yeah, not letting yeah, them own. But yeah, yeah. go
1: ahead. They can now because one is 18, so he can do whatever he wants.
0: Yeah. Um, so we did that. That got acquired. Uh, then I set up a... And
1: the idea was that you just, like, the, 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 explain, multiplayer games were hard to play.
0: So, so, right. So this was, like, in, in I guess, sort of the, the mid-2000s. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the games industry was sort of shifting from, like, single players where you just sit down and you're kind of playing on your own right. to the Internet getting to a point where people could play games against each other other. Right. and And what's, what's entirely common today, like Fortnite and everything else, mm-hmm. was still pretty new back then. Absolutely. So you didn't have much developer experience and mm-hmm. people didn't really know how to make all that stuff work. So we said, hey, let's just build some technology that just focuses on the internet connectivity piece, mm-hmm. right? And let the game studios make all the stuff that they're really good at, right? right? In terms of like the visuals and, and the design and everything mm-hmm. else. So basically for all the studios that were then starting to make games on Xbox and PlayStation, that would allow people to play against each other all over the world, mm-hmm. they would take our technology and slot that in. Right. It would provide that functionality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. so we, we sort of connected people around the world. And right. that, was, that was the start of that whole multiplayer yeah. cycle in the games industry that led to massively multiplayer games and everything else.
1: Right. Right, which people know is—I mean, Fortnite's probably the best one. But there's lots right. of, lots and lots tons, of them, tons, tons yeah. of them. So
0: it was got to got to shed out sort of Bobby. I mean, that was a good acquisition. that he yeah. made at the time. It was you know the, the games publishers didn't make, didn't do a lot of M and A. That was a good
1: call. Right, because you would essentially just play against a game. That's right. It, yeah. Which yeah. is what a lot of people did, and that was the same way with with apps and everything else. And now it's all multiplayer. I think there's uh, almost no game my kid plays that's not multiplayer.
0: It's, everything is kind of community driven, right? right? I mean, yeah, there's some sort of siloed stuff, but but I think ultimately you know, humans like to interact with other humans. Right. or at insult least, each other, that's what I've ex- noticed. Ev- ev- everyone's got an inner troll, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're either expressing it through comments or you're expressing it through shooting someone in a game.
1: Right, right, exactly. Whatever. And so a lot of it's with, with voice and everything else. So anyway, right. so you do this and then you move on to your next... Did you ever finish college?
0: Did that. Did finish college. Sean, however, my co-founder at the time, didn't finish his PhD. His Mm -hmm. mother has still not forgiven me. (laughs) Um, But it it kind of worked out all right. You
1: know, one time years ago, uh, Sergey Brin's mother, uh, right before Google went public, I was at a birthday party for him, and... uh, And she said, I said, oh, you must be proud of your son. They're about to go public, and he was about to become a billionaire, right? And she's like, I'm very disappointed he didn't finish his PhD. (laughs) (laughs) She's a physicist. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You'll have to to deal with your failed son. Well, well, you know,
0: the funny thing is I I grew up in in this tiny little village in Ireland, and, you know, it was kind of— considered pretty embarrassing that I hadn't become Mm -hmm. like a policeman or a fireman or a farmer or something like that. So it actually took years for my mother to be able to tell the rest of the village that I worked in technology.
1: Technology. Okay. So then you go on from there and create Jolt.
0: So yeah. So then we started, we kind of moved from technology into the actual content. Mm -hmm. So we were creating um, free-to-play browser games, So sort of around Mm -hmm. about the same time Zynga was starting to emerge in San Francisco, we Mm -hmm. were doing the same thing in Europe. Right. So we were building games that people could, it was kind of shifting from these super high production value games on console Mm -hmm. to games that you could play in a browser. Yeah, exactly. Super quick, free to play, everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were building that, and that ended up being acquired by GameStop, the retailer here. Right,
1: right.
0: When they sort of discovered the internet and, went, and kind of began to Wanted realize to offer games, yeah, and and or subscriptions. and figure out like okay, kids are going to stop walking in and physically buying games at some point. Right. What does the future look like?
1: Right. Talk about that period because that was an interesting period. Zynga sort of went up and then went down, but they had like enormous Farmville was obviously one of their biggest. It, it, um, they had a solid not solitaire, but what was their game that was so popular? Well,
0: they, they had a bunch of like casino casino game, like, games, poker games, poker and, games and, right. and then they acquired um, Natural Scrabble. Motion and there was some and,
1: Scrabble stuff in there.
0: Yeah, they 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 really sort of pioneered that whole Farmville space. was really. Farm, Farmville was, was the big first one. And, mm-hmm. But actually behind- and they used Facebook. They used Facebook. I mean, that right. was their main platform. Yeah. And then they shifted everything to mobile mm-hmm. um, when they acquired Natural Motion. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fascinating because it kind of wrong-footed so much of the console games industry, mm-hmm. which had just been focused on like spending a hundred million to make a game.
1: That you walked into a store. Yeah.
0: By. Right. And it was a whole sort of an event, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Zynga and all like those Microsoft, companies.
1: Microsoft. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and, right. And
0: Zynga were sort of saying, well, hey, we're going to build a game for like $200,000. We're going to release it in bits and pieces, and we're going to iterate and iterate and iterate. <laughs> so when GameStop bought us, that was— What was
1: the big g- games of Jolt?
0: So Jolt, um, we did a big Zork game, and we did—so we sort of licensed Older console games and turn them into social, right? Um, sort of browser type. You're talking
1: games. about that time because I want people to remember. Like it was, it was really the way people thought you were going to get people using them on social media, which right. worked. Yep. you know, which sort of it, yeah, it sort was, of.
0: It, it was. I mean, it was so, as you say, totally Facebook driven. Right? right. So it was like, how do I get all of my friends into this game? Mm-hmm. You know, and all those various hooks where you would, you know, you would send the messages or you would throw things at them or poke them on yeah. Facebook or whatever Facebook Max was like. Max sheep? That's game. right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just made fun of him the other day for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets that Max did that. Right? I don't. I remind <laughs> him
1: all the time. I think I feel like I put it out of business. That was my goal when I was like, this is not a business. This is something else. Right. But it was It was thought to be that it was a really interesting way of distribution, people getting interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, one depended on Facebook and everything was going mobile. You know, that was the that, You know, the. That, Idea of
0: it. That's right. And, and I mean, ultimately, Zynga got caught by the shift to mobile on mm-hmm. that, and by Facebook sort of deciding that they didn't quite want to be a games platform right. um, after a while. So everything started to really shift across the sort of iOS. And your
1: distribution things. was how? On computers? Mm-hmm.
0: Before we were acquired, our, our distribution was on browser and through Facebook. The reason right. we did the GameStop deal was we were kind of looking at like the, what was then the biggest games retailer in the US, right? And we we realized we could sort of mash our digital games with their physical distribution. Mm-hmm. So what we did was whenever anyone was buying a game physically in GameStop, yeah. they would get a promo code on their receipt. I remember. Um, Yeah, to log into the game. It was a huge big deal, Mm -hmm. Um, but the challenge was GameStop were always under so much pressure. They were like one of the most shorted stocks on the NASDAQ, right? Mm -hmm. So they acquired us and we had this big initiative to roll it out. But they were under so much pressure from the street that they just had to focus back on doing the bricks and mortar thing. Right, So ultimately, like, their pivot to digital, just they they couldn't do it as a public company. Right.
1: And then you stayed there for?
0: I stayed there for a couple of years. I was kind of Mm -hmm. then commuting between Dublin and Dallas, which Mm -hmm. is a curious sort of bifurcation of my life. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's like good Guinness and good fried chicken and eh. not much in between. <laughs> and after that, I, I sort of just started angel investing in different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I invested in a bunch of companies in, in the UK and, and, and in the US. And
1: Kind but not of, games. But not games, right?
0: There were a couple of games companies. There were like digital media. There was enterprise. It was like wherever I found founders who were, who were good, mm-hmm. right, and who I thought knew what they were doing. And, and sort of very randomly out of that collection of things, two of those investments happened to be in the kids' space. Uh-huh. So there was this little kids' game in London, which was sort of making like an online Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So I was an angel investor in that. And then one of my other investments was in a kids' animation studio that was making in Dublin, that was making shows for Nickelodeon and Disney. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of gave me this unusual perspective on, on the world of kids, mm-hmm. right? and I don't have kids, so I, I was coming to this completely new, and I mm-hmm. saw sort of all the TV people and what they were talking about, and then you know a handful of founders who were building a game. And this right. was like in, in 2012 sort of right. thing, right? And all the TV people were sort of saying, "Hey, kids TV is going to be around forever. It's only getting bigger and bigger and right. bigger,
1: right? And better and better and better. Actually, some kids TV is amazing." Yeah. So you 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 were in Dublin doing this, right? Talk I'm, a little bit about the Dublin scene. I've been to Dublin many times and right. talked to the tech groups there. It's a really interesting tech scene, and obviously, there's the big companies are all there because mm. of tax issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple is uh, down in um, Cork. Is That's that right. right. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Google has a big. Presence in Dublin itself. Mm. All the companies do. That's right. The, yeah, Facebook,
0: Facebook does. Amazon, everybody's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, like I suppose in the last sort of, ten or fifteen years, as you say, it's absolutely been driven by, mm-hmm. you know, favorable tax rates and sort of the various tax deals that can be done across right. Europe. Right. Um, but they've hired up meaningfully. I mean, you know, right. Facebook, Google have, have thousands of employees there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're probably one of the biggest. Um, real estate owners in Dublin at this point. Too. Which had a
1: boom and bust effect on a lot of it too of the city. It sort of changed, for sure. but it was te- it's more of a te- it's almost like Austin. I would, you know, in that yeah, know, it's, I love Dublin. But yeah, I mean, it's, Dub- it's
0: a wonderful city. Dublin's great. It's a good place to go for a weekend. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's it depends on what you want to do, and I think it's definitely created a bit of a challenge for startups, right? Because all of a sudden you're literally competing against the biggest tech companies in the world right? Right. to try and retain people and, and, and right. do all the things. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Web Summit came out of there, Paddy Cosgrave's thing mm-hmm. and everything else. So right. there's been some big companies in Dublin.
1: Right. So you're working out of there, you're doing these investments, and you just like the kids space? What was the just... Was just...
0: Well, I, I started to see things didn't make any sense, mm-hmm. right? So you had all the media companies saying kids' TV was going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at the analytics mm-hmm. on the kids' game company I'd invested in, right. and I saw all these numbers going up and up and up, and kids spend more and more time on, on tablets, but it was like right. both of these graphs can't be going up at the same right, time, right? right? There's only mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day. right? So it was kind of pretty clear that this dislocation was happening. And, and, and you know, iPad came out in, what, 2010? Kids right. were starting to pick them up, sort of second, mm-hmm. third generation, 12, 13. And it seemed like there was going to be this big media landscape shift from TV to digital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of went, huh, that's interesting. And I was kind of kicking around the idea of maybe building kind of a content company in the kids space. And I used to come out to the valley a lot and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, see friends of mine. And 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 I started to kind of talk to a few investors about, look, here's what's going on in kids. This seems interesting. Thinking about building a company, and I saw sort of the start of the digital privacy laws, right? Because right. in the U.S. in 2012, right. you really st- saw the first. You
1: started to see
0: it. Yeah, it was kind of COPPA was, which mm-hmm. you've probably heard of, right? Which mm-hmm. is kind of the yes. main digital yes, privacy it's the law, main digital law here, right, right? Yeah, right. and that 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 sort of kicked in in 2012. But when I came out to the valley. I kept hearing two things. One, I had all these investors saying, "Look, no one really cares about kids," mm-hmm. you know. And the second thing people were saying was, "Hey, no one really cares about digital privacy either." Right, <laughs> right. right. And I was, and I like, I have a little bit of a track record, mm-hmm. and but I was constantly hearing people saying. No, we, we, we don't get it. We're not interested. We don't get it. We're not interested. Right, these are
1: investors. Yeah, these are right.
0: investors. And, and, and I was kind of like, but, but the maths on this is mm-hmm. is the maths, right? There's yeah. only going to be more math. kids.
1: Well, recently, well, math is back in. It's a
0: new thing, right? Math is cool. Yeah, yeah. We th- work. Uber, those, those, all uh, of them. Those S1s, right? They's you you, you can't hide from the math.
1: You can, actually, for well, a very for, long well, time.
0: Well, if you're private. Yes, yes if you're private, you if can. If you're private, and you yeah. can
1: also pretend it doesn't exist. Gravity, it's like saying gravity doesn't exist. Explain kappa for people that it's— And the GDPRK. These are two very important laws.
0: Right. So COPPA um, is a reasonably rare example of politicians doing something that is sensible and positive. Yeah. Um, Started in the U.S. And it's a digital privacy law which basically (laughs) says that... If you are interacting with children, you cannot capture their personal data, right. personally identifiable information is what it's mm-hmm. called, which means no cookies, no targeting. You can't track them across the internet. Essentially, kids under the age of 13 have to be kept completely right. anonymous, right? Right. Which, if you think about it, is the exact Opposite model right. to how Silicon Valley has been built.
1: Right now, just you know, it's, called, it's COPPA stands for Child's Online Privacy Protection Act. It was passed in 1998, it took effect in 2000, and it's managed by the FTC. I was just I just had Commissioner Slaughter in to talk about oh, COPPA and stuff like that. Mm. And it's also been subject to a lot of stuff around Section 230. So essentially, what Congress is telling tech companies is, you can steal everyone else's privacy, but not kids, and and getting yeah. more stringent on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go back to the history of like in 1998, like COPPA came in because a Originally, the Senator Markey and a couple of others were trying to get a general data privacy law passed for anyone, right, in the mm-hmm, U.S., mm-hmm. and that got watered down to a kid's privacy bill right, because right. they felt, look, you've got to care about kids, so let's start right, with Right, yes, that.
1: exactly, and and, and, and and they haven't passed. To just be clear, they, there's not a national privacy bill. Right,
0: yeah, right. But although, I mean, more and more discussion around it, and I think to some degree being driven around sort of what's happening with kids because— I mentioned in 2012, COPPA Mm -hmm. essentially got updated, Mm -hmm. right, and and dramatically changed to reflect the fact that kids were on
1: mobile and tablet and everything else. Right, right, which they needed to do, which it's it's the one case of uh, legislators. They should have done it for everybody. Uh, Absolutely. And and then GDPR, uh, same thing, processing the personal data of a child is only allowed by law when the child is at least 16 years old. Yeah. Um, And any data collection of children under uh, the age of 13 is prohibited.
0: Yeah, so essentially what's happened around the world is that The FTC sort of set the gold standard with Mm -hmm. COPPA. You've you've seen Europe take this up, increase the age, Mm -hmm. um, start to increase sort of the coverage of all of this and and the level of detail. But you've also seen other countries around the world, Mm -hmm. you know, do it. So you're seeing countries in South America, you're seeing Australia, parts of Southeast Asia. China even has its own, which sounds like a strange sentence, China Mm -hmm. has a data privacy law for children. Right. So you're kind of seeing the the FTC ultimately, and maybe they didn't realize they were going to do this, triggered essentially a global regulation of the internet for children. So anywhere you go, There is some version of of this law that basically says kids have to be kept anonymous. You can't capture their data.
1: which has been violated. We're going to talk about that when we get back with Dylan Collins. He's the CEO of Super Awesome. We're going to take a quick break now. We'll be back after this. We're here with Dylan Collins. He's the CEO of Super Awesome, which works with brands and media companies to make sure that they put online content for kids. It was privacy laws like COP in the U.S. and GDPRK in the EU and across Mm -hmm. the world. So here you are with this opportunity. They pass these laws. They they don't make much stuff for kids, and and the ones that do get into trouble. Just recently, obviously, mm. at the FTC fined TikTok right. uh, a very small amount. I think it was five point 7, seven. yeah, something nothing. It was a couch change. I call that. Yeah. And And uh, as opposed to the Facebook parking ticket um, for the consent degree, that wasn't that did not have to do with kids. Mm. Um, but YouTube just recently was mm. fined uh, also under the same.
0: That's right. YouTube just got fined one hundred and seven. Seventy million dollars. Pocket uh, change. Um, pocket change, but you know, okay, so okay. it's one hundred and seventy million uh, dollars. Man, yeah. Sure, but I, I like. I, yeah. I think. I think. I think the point was it was the very first time right. we saw any uh, major technology company mm-hmm. have to acknowledge: yes, we have kids right. using our platform. Of course, and uh, that—that right, that was absolutely everyone knew, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, kids are forty percent of the internet in twenty eighteen, right? right? So they are on every platform by definition, mm-hmm. and you know, historically the challenge has always been that the, the more Silicon Valley could ignore this fact, the more they did and the bigger the problem became underneath the surface. Okay
1: I'm going to get to your business, but explain what the two finds for TikTok and YouTube.
0: So TikTok and YouTube were fundamentally fine for the same mm-hmm. thing, which was they were allowing children under the age of 13 to use their platform and they were facilitating data being collected by having ads there or something else. So on YouTube, for example, anytime um, you know you see a pre-roll ad, and that's you know dropping cookies and tracking your information behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. if, so if a, if a kid who's eight or nine is looking at some kids content on YouTube, of which there's a lot. Um, you know, essentially, the FTC said, "You know, y- YouTube, you are allowing children to be tracked. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a clear violation of COPPA, right? And, and more or less the same for TikTok.
1: For TikTok. And so, with well, some of their excuses are: we don't know. The kids are like, kids are. My kid did use a fake age at one point, which I got him off of it. Right, um, right. But not just that is that there's there's enormous amounts of kids' content that attracts kids which is just not regulated in any way. That really is just there. And then the Mm. problem you have is there's a lot of good content for kids, but Mm -hmm. then it gets mixed in with pedophiles, with all kinds of, they don't keep it as clean as they need to.
0: Well, the fundamental issue, if you go right back, is that none of these platforms were ever designed for anything other than adults, mm-hmm. right? No one thought that, that kids were, were kids were going to be using. Key point, right? And 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 it really is. And and all of a sudden, it's 2019, mm-hmm. and every one of these technology companies is being faced with this existential problem. And it's not just oh, we need to think about content moderation. You're talking about having to completely change business models, right? Because mm-hmm. with you know any anyone sort of who is monetizing personal data for advertising, which mm-hmm. is most of these companies, mm-hmm. right? You literally can't do that, mm-hmm. you know, with kids. So you have to rethink all of it. And what
1: your, your subscription or whatever you have, Didn't...
0: You, you've got. I mean, you, you've you've got to think about different models where you know if you're doing advertising, it's going to be contextual, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just based on the content, not based on the user. Right. And um, you can do subscription. You can do a whole bunch of other things. Right. But fundamentally, you know. Everyone now has to assume that there are two types of user on the Internet. Mm -hmm. There's an adult and there's a child.
1: Right, absolutely. And it was interesting because I had Commissioner Slaughter in here from the FTC and she was even using crossword puzzle apps, which are great which are amazing, they're, and they're actually better online because you can change the number of mm. pieces and everything else. And her kids started getting ads for, I forgot what it was, it was just crazy ads right. um, because they did the free version uh, of the app. So it's not just YouTube, it's other, like, that. That, that nothing is designed with a children's option. Well, but, and that's who uses these things. Well, well this is
0: the thing, right? right? Like, I mean, who, who's going to use most consumer apps? It's, mm-hmm. it's users who have the most time. right? right. <laughs> turns out right. that's mostly kids, right. unsurprisingly. Right. But the problem is that, like like when you look at the developer tools that have been released over the years yeah. like if you want to build an app if you, you know if you want to create a crossword app mm-hmm. right most of the stuff that you can use off the shelf to build that is just designed for adults right mm-hmm. so it's capturing all of this data it's, it's capturing analytics it's it's doing whatever it's doing right and no one had really invested in building tools that did the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So it's actually really hard to build experiences, you know, that are going to be safe for kids in that context All right, as so well. talk
1: about, so, you, so here you are, investor, you decided to do this.
0: So, yeah, got bored investing, um, <laughs> too much of a control freak, I think. Yeah, there's also a
1: lot of you wandering around, a lot of you yeah, ex-company well, uh, sold people. Well,
0: no, I, th- I think every founder goes through this experience of thinking that actually being an investor will be easy, Ugh. or easier, right? And must and, be dull. Oh, no, it's terrible. It's, it's dull, it's, right? No, you can't affect and you're not anything. in the game. You're, you're
1: telling people how to play the game, right? Yeah,
0: and that gets pretty frustrating after yeah. about 10 minutes. So, after I heard all of these people saying, no, we don't care about kids, we don't care about privacy, mm. a light bulb gradually started to go off. Mm. Off right? Mm-hmm. Hey, no one is investing in making tools to make environments for kids to make apps for mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. There's only going to be more kids, so right. at some point you're going to need this tech. So we right. started the the very humbly named Super Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Why did you call it
0: that? Um, because we're super <laughs> modest people. And, no, <laughs> I liked it's, it. it's it's
1: nominative determinative.
0: It determined. does sound like
1: a game company. It does.
0: Yeah, I mean, it I does. think there's a little bit of my heritage in my Yeah,
1: mind. it's got it's got a lot of but game company. Honestly,
0: you know. one of the reasons we did it was like. I mean, everyone said no to us in terms (laughs) of investing. People were like, we don't care. This isn't going to be a thing. We don't care, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. And I, I think we, we had to come up with a name that just made people smile and at least mm-hmm. made someone take the meeting because they were curious right. about what does a company right. like Super Awesome to do? Right.
1: What did they think it did before you told them what it was?
0: People, a lot of people thought it was games. A lot yeah. of people thought it was some sort of content. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of varied over time. Okay. like, oh, you're, you do something with kids. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Um, all
1: right, so you're making, just like you were making in your first company, tools. Tools, tools right? right. And it's,
0: it's like when you look at all of the, the, the tech that you need to make apps work, you know, you need community, you need safe advertising, I you need uh, moderation. You need authentication. All the things that, like Google has built and Facebook has built, that you can plug in mm-hmm. if you're a developer. Right. There wasn't a version of that that could be used to create a kids' experience. Mm-hmm. So we kind of replicated. so What's that different? Stack.
1: So what, the stack in the the different. Talk about each of the parts so of I, the stack.
0: I think if you, I mean, we sort of have three parts of the stack. We've got the ad piece, the community piece, and the identity mm-hmm. piece. The ad piece is essentially uh, it, it works. It shows an ad without capturing any data on the child at all. So mm-hmm. Just looks at the content and says, "Here's an ad that's going to match the content." Mm-hmm. But it also has human review of all the ads. So every single ad that gets served mm-hmm. has been review- reviewed by a human. Mm-hmm. And we started building all of these all of these products with the assumption that the end user was ultimately a child, right? right? And that you, you know, and you, you've got a lot of different concepts to take into account. So when you think about moderation, right? If you think, go back to YouTube for a mm-hmm. second, right? With YouTube, all moderation is post, right? So it's like a thing gets published, and if someone decides it's terrible, you you report report it, it, right? right. With kids, you've got to do the opposite. You've got to pre-moderate all of that stuff, right? right? right. So when you think about sort of scaling up and planning teams and planning tools, you've got to think about sort of trying to ensure— To To clean
1: it up before it gets out.
0: Absolutely, right? Right. And and that's just a a different way of thinking, you know, from Mm -hmm. how the value works. So from an ad perspective— Um, Pre-moderation. Yeah, pre-moderation, no data is ever captured, so literally our entire stack can't. It's not possible to capture any personal data on a child whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we were essentially replacing a lot of the the, the other ad-serving bits and pieces that are out there that mm-hmm. are designed to capture as much on you as possible. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: We then built a community stack. So that's so, y- just
1: for advertising. No contextual advertising. No behavioral advertising. None. No,
0: Absolutely. Right, it, right. it is. It is. It is what we call zero data. Right. right. It's capturing absolutely no mm-hmm. data. So mm-hmm. the the um, I suppose the more Ads that kids see that are powered by our tech, the safer they are online, mm-hmm. because all of that you know you don't like with an adult solution with double click or anything like that, you know what you're looking at, who you are is being captured and then shared mm-hmm. with a hundred other companies behind right. the scenes. You just don't know where your data is going.
1: Right, absolutely. I call it the cheap date method. You're cheap. a cheap date.
0: <laughs> you see
1: that Jaron Lanier piece, we should be paid. I've been saying this for decades. Like, we should be paid for our information.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, we as
1: cheap dates.
0: I think you are going to see just so many class actions in the future.
1: I yeah. I should do one. Yeah. I, I, I was yeah. with Steve Case years ago, and he said, I forget, we make $50 off each consumer every month. I'm like, where's my $25? Right. I right. yelled from the audience. Yeah. And he said, "Shut up!" But, um, but mm. the fact of the matter is, there's there's that. But in terms of kids, there should be no selling whatsoever. But there are ads, correct? But there are
0: ads, right? And, and and I mean, you have to have, I think, for content creators, right. you have to have a way for them Pay. to make money, right? right? Subscription
1: I mean, would be one. thing.
0: Subscription is one, free is another. And the reality is, that you got a free, mix of all. And it's free. There has things. to
1: be a advertising, right? right. Yeah. So you uh, allow
0: no ads, or we no we allow ads, but Mm -hmm. all of the ads go through our system. So Mm -hmm. the technology makes sure that they're completely safe from a data privacy point of view, and then our review ensures that the actual creative of the ad, what the ad is itself, is absolutely appropriate. Children's
1: television has
0: absolutely, and and there's there's rules there. So Mm -hmm. we we've kind of become a little bit like a global clearinghouse of sorts Mm -hmm. for. You know, appropriate, responsible kids advertising. and these
1: ads are looked at by humans.
0: Absolutely, by humans, By yeah. humans.
1: So you can't. There's no AI. Equivalent solution for this?
0: We've, I mean, no is is the short answer. I mean, we've got lots of tools. This is and what these companies
1: do. put out. Oh, there'll be an AI solution to content moderation. I don't believe it. No, I, I There's again so much context. Like
0: it, this is the difference between the adult world and the kids world, right. right? Like in the adult world, like everyone's been focused on having algorithms that augment humans, right? Right. We think about it literally the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have humans augmenting. Algorithms, Mm -hmm. right? You have to have humans supervising any algorithms. Humans have to be involved in the kids' space.
1: Right,
0: right. Um, And I think that's such a total paradigm shift um, for a lot of these big tech companies.
1: All right. So you do that. So there's no ads. And then in community, that's another thing. You can't so, com- commu- hello pedophiles. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean,
0: community is like, you know, the, again, it was a one size fits all model, mm-hmm. you know, that the valley rolled out. It's like, hey, here's Facebook pages you know, mm-hmm. here's Instagram and everyone can go there. Right. So we have, you know, companies are able to plug our community solution in and it's, it's fully moderated comments. You have everything that gets put into a comment goes through. Mm-hmm and um, moder- uh, moderation layer, which is technology, which is machine mm-hmm. learning, but then there's also a full-time human team on top of that. Mm-hmm. There are invisible safety scores, so you're sort of looking at the behavior. Of a child in a particular session, and sort of seeing are they, you know, c- can they be trusted? Essentially, which which raises or lowers the level of moderation that they're going to go through. Right, that
1: they're going to get. Meaning, an older child would know, but you know, I can't I can't count on my hands how many times Mike is like, "Who is this?" And I'm like, "That would be a pedophile." Yeah, <laughs> like you right, know, right. I, mean, I but, literally, but, it was but, fat on YouTube. I was fat. I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you know, the, I, I would say the bigger problem statistically, when mm-hmm. you look at that, is 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 not so much that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. It's children just being dicks to each other. Yes,
1: that too. Yeah, that, and I was getting bullying was the second part. That,
0: that is absolutely by far the biggest thing because right. like because they completely disassociate right. their identity from comments. Right. Mm-hmm. They feel they can say absolutely Which has been
1: anything the subject of documentaries and people committing suicide right. and the behaviors. You're 100% right. And, That's and, this is where they learn to do this that later in life will be a, a real problem. Right.
0: And, and and the problem is that there's even now like all of the laws around this are only slowly starting to emerge where mm-hmm. people are realizing that if kids are learning Behavior from how they're engaging online. Mm-hmm. You know, we really have to sort of take a societal view. Well, online. the
1: anonymousness helps. So, right. I- identity verification is also important here.
0: Ex- exactly, and that—that that was um, how we got to our third product, which is sort of it's an integrated kids and parents um, authentication platform. So, mm-hmm. a child is able to sign up to a service. And there is a matched account for a parent. So, you as Mm -hmm. a parent are able to sort of say, right, these are the permissions I'm willing to set for my child in this app or this game or this service.
1: Which parents don't do as much as they should. I mean, they are complicated. I find them complicated and I'm quite digital. It's really interesting.
0: One of the big issues here and the reason you do is that like when you look at all of the investment dollars that are going into this space, (laughs) right, they're mostly from us, Right. Google right. has invested in YouTube Kids and we can talk about that right yes, and we that will. that is actually a good example of a thing mm-hmm. but if you look around at all of the major tech companies their investment into kid tech and infrastructure for the family is more or less zero right, right? materially speaking Let's it's, go through it's zero them. right Apple Apple are at least serious about privacy mm-hmm. and they started to roll out changes in the kids app store a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and they actually said hey we're so, we you know we are endorsing this kid tech model of, of zero data right, right. Okay. so i would say they are probably the the, the most well positioned google have invested into youtube kids mm-hmm. right and you know the the team over there are doing some good things but you know, in all of these companies, I try and look for who's the chief children's officer. Mm-hmm. Have you actually appointed someone who's thinking right. about this? Right. right, That's a great idea. And and I mean, you know, you may, maybe you should call Susan back and sort mm-hmm. of ask her who who she's going to be a hiring. Lot of children, right? Yeah. We, I mean, right. This is this not is the, a lot of them do it. You know. Right. I mean, Facebook has you know put a little bit of effort into a messenger app for kids, mm-hmm. which did not get received very well in the marketplace. Well, why
1: would you trust them with anything?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 don't seem to be able to read the. the the mood music Which a lot of kids
1: real. are on there. A lot. Well, no, no, kids don't want to be on Facebook. Well, kids, Instagram, kids, Instagram is where they want to Instagram, and yep.
0: WhatsApp, right? Right. Um, but again, none of those are under 13 platforms. Right. right? So right. what you are, you are, you know, the, the but you... kids
1: under 13 are using them exactly. Right. right.
0: And and the YouTube fine is really just the beginning of all of this. Right. Like, because and again, that's also just the FTC beginning with it. We're going to see Europe going through all of the same things over right. the next two or three Absolutely.
1: years. Absolutely. The chief children's officer says, "Okay, so Google some with YouTube Go- Kids." Google
0: some with YouTube Kids. Which face- will be Facebook a no data
1: place. The problem is. People use regular YouTube. It's like the adult right. table. Well,
0: this is—I I think this is the big challenge they right. have, right? I mean, look, YouTube was designed originally at a time where kids genuinely weren't really using the internet, right? 2004, right. 2005. Right. At this point, YouTube Kids, which is great, is really just designed for preschool. But mm-hmm. even then, that was sort of built five, six years ago as well, right? right? You know,
1: I always thought they had, should have a separate service. They called something else. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And stop calling it YouTube. And YouTube is un, is only. 15 and over, or whatever, some number. Well,
0: well ultimately, 13, where, where you're going to get to in five years' time, right? Right mm-hmm. now, like the way all the big tech companies deal with this is they just ask a kid, are you over 13? Yeah, Right. That's and and it. that's it, right? Yeah. Um, where you're going to get to is sort of, you know, this underlying sort of AI tech in about five or six years mm-hmm. that looks at a user who's sort of, you know, tapping on a page, you know, and within four or five seconds, they're going to say, that looks like a kid or that looks like an adult. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a capture. For, right. for, for for child detection yeah, right yeah, and we, yeah. we, we can do this we can do this today we could mm-hmm. fix this problem right right and that then shifts the underlying delivery technology right, right from either uh, kid tech and privacy right. to adult tech right you know? Right. And so that, so that, that.
1: that's one. So Google, uh, Facebook, um, well, I'm, I'm going to get into Reddit, but I'm just trying to think <laughs> that people use, um, uh, you know, game. games.
0: Games companies are probably the next big wave of major fines and controversies that mm-hmm. you're going to see, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, because, I, I, again, you know, historically all of the data privacy law was really focused on the self-identified kids' right. companies, right? Right. So, like, you know, Disney has always been very focused on this. Mm-hmm. They've got kids' content. They know that they make sure they're compliant. Yes.
1: And I remember doing several. They had bought something up in – I can't even remember anymore, but they – they bought one where there was physical stuffed animals along with it. I can't yes. remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: There were a couple. In fact, Activision had a game like that. There was Skylanders yeah. and there was, um, yeah, there was Disney's And you had, there was Google. so much
1: verification. It was crazy. It was tons, great, tons. actually, but the, difficult. But yeah. difficult, too. You,
0: you for sure, right? Yeah. And, and um, but they've always had that sort of family DNA. Right. right. Whereas all the big tech companies simply don't. Yeah, simply right?
1: don't. So, you decided to start safe streaming, essentially, right?
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> We were sort of looking at the landscape and and kind of getting bigger and bigger, and we've always had all the content creators, Mm -hmm. you know, the influencers, the content owners, the advertisers always coming to us saying, look, we're doing all this stuff on YouTube, we know it's not a safe place for kids, Mm -hmm. but no one has built any other free Avon platform, right? You know why? Um, It's
1: called Monopoly. It's uh, called Breakup. It's also called capital. Hello, no, Justice <laughs> <the> Department. <yeah. laughs> no, but I, I'm telling you, if you break these things up, they will be more. If one day you push YouTube off of Google, maybe Google would do a safe. Maybe they buy your company. Uh,
0: it's true. But I, I, on top of that, I think you've had virtually no investment into this space there, at it,
1: all. Why would there be?
0: Well, right, yes. Because
1: YouTube's but, just – people. Are, kids are using YouTube. Shh.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. And, right, and, and, or whatever. And, right, so you'd, you'd, you'd know – no tech company focus, so right. therefore no spin-outs, which means you've right. got no one educating the VCs, right. which means you've got no one sort of actively looking to finance right. in yeah. the space. Right? Exactly.
1: All right. So it's called ruckus. Raco-
0: raco- it's called ruckus. Ruckus. Oh,
1: ruckus. Oh, yeah. I was trying, like, what is this ruckus? Hello, I'm an idiot. You, you,
0: know, you know, the hilarious thing is, like, we, we, we te- <laughs> we've, we've tested <laughs> I this a lot. All parents mispronounce it.
1: I did. I was and, like, Rukaz? I was trying to be so, like, <laughs> multinational. Um, ruckus. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why does all parents... Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Kids get it right away. Yeah.
0: So it is a free video platform. Mm-hmm. It is focused on creators, so influencers. When did you la- uh,
1: launch this?
0: Um, we have, it's not officially launched. We, we started telling the world about it in July, I right. think. And we've been working on it for a few months. Um, because our, like, our our infrastructure and our tech footprint is, is big and mm-hmm. global, it means we can actually scale this out. Sure. And at the same time, after the YouTube copifying, YouTube has essentially been orphaning all of the family and kids content creators from YouTube. So, right. they, they've had to pull comments, they're pulling engagement functionality, they're pulling monetization. So, right. all of these video content creators kind of going, well, the rug has been pulled, pulled from under. What, yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do?
1: Because they haven't created another space for them. Right. So you have all these YouTube influencers. I, there, there is such a hue and cry among them about uh, what it's, do we do? They de- either uh, demonetized the, the yeah. whole thing of comments and like it got sucked up into. But they're not protecting their. Legitimate kids' influencers and kids' content makers. Yeah, so, well, I
0: mean, essentially, you had all of these channels and, and creators who had sort of built businesses and built huge communities over the mm-hmm. last few years on the basis that kids could engage with them on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And now, now that has changed right. officially. And, you know, YouTube is in a situation where they're going to have to pull back from this. So they're, mm-hmm. th- you know, they're, they're and they've been very public about this. You know, they, they've built YouTube Kids, great investment, but that's just not going to be suitable for creators because YouTube Kids is a preschool platform at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we're, we're building Ruckus to sort of be that environment where creators can have, you know, safe engagement. So it's mm-hmm. built around community, mm-hmm. you know, so safe moderation, safe engagement, safe right comments where you can have good, responsible monetization, you know, mm-hmm. um, with ads that aren't going to track you everywhere, and um, good environment for kids. And we'll, we'll we'll build it out from there. And
1: identification verification.
0: And all of those things in terms of parental right. consent. But but fundamentally, it's been architected for you know kids in 2019. It's for creators in 2019. So this is
1: kids up until what age?
0: So it's really between the ages of seven and eleven. Right. You know? Right. Because those kids kind of obviously get 12, 13. They're they're aging out of things.
1: Yeah, and they want to get on Instagram right, right away. And I, and
0: I think it's it's kind of a common misnomer actually when people are mm-hmm. building products for kids. People tend to say kids as if it's sort of one type of, no. of child, which as you know, right?
1: Twelve. They hit. 12, they want to be on Instagram. Right, but even
0: when the right. hits are a 7, 8, and they're kind of self-identifying as, well, right. I'm not a kid. Right. You know, I'm not, like, except I'm not grown up, but I'm sort mm-hmm. of something in between. Right, right. You know, and they're quite adept, too. Oh, yeah. I'm more and more, yeah. you know, I would say. So,
1: so, so you're trying to attract these influencers because that's going to be key to have those influencers, I'm, like those or those content creators and absolutely. influencers, which is sort of often the same thing. Right.
0: And, and we have hundreds at this point who mm-hmm. are all signed up and kind of going through all the onboarding because mm-hmm. they are genuinely desperate to find some way of engaging with, with kids. So it's not, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't describe this as, as, like, trying to replace YouTube or anything like that. Like that right. Well,
1: let me ask, how do you do that? Because people are so you, YouTube is commands uh, what percent of my, all of it?
0: Basically, all What's right? left? Vimeo. But, well, but I think if, 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 if you look from a creative perspective well, you, you've got well, TikTok.
1: TikTok. Ah, right. yes, we'll get to TikTok. That's yeah sure. Really yeah.
0: TikTok, and 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 from a creator, like you are still thinking about Snap, you're thinking about Instagram video. Snap, yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got like from, from a creator perspective, right? right. You, you do like you're seeing more and more fragmentation. That's in terms not supposed
1: of, to be kids' Instagram video, it's, it, it's
0: not year old, but, 13 but to when, 17. But when you think about from a content creator's perspective, right, yeah. you know, they'll think about monetization on one platform, live on another platform, you know, right. more community on another platform. Right, right. The unusual thing about the kid space is that, to your point about Monopoly, right, there's literally only one platform here. Right, you know, right. So, so, again, you know, we're, we're the community place, right. you know, for creators.
1: All right. So, there's, let's go through this. There's uh, Instagram video, which is too old. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you shouldn't be there if you're 11 to, right. or 7 to 13, yeah. essentially.
0: Right. Th- you're supposed to be. There. You're not supposed to be, and, and it sort of is what it is, and I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Facebook is, well, is under, I suppose, a lot of scrutiny from a lot of different perspectives. Yeah,
1: enforcement is not their biggest
0: No, they talent. seem to be able to. Well, I think the interesting, <laughs> actually, the interesting thing was with that $5 billion mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. they actually negotiated a settlement on COPPA as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was in the small print that came out, and I think there's more and more controversy building about that.
1: That they don't, they, they, they're it, not, immunity is what the problem is.
0: Yeah, but I think the FTC waived the right. Um, to go after them. Um, for,
1: for anything previous, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So around copper, which was, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of debate about whether that was a good idea or not.
1: Right, but not going forward.
0: Um, uh, unknown. No,
1: unknown. yeah, things uh, they had done.
0: Right, exactly, historically. Yes. But again, I, I think everyone needs to bear in mind that, you know, this is just the U.S. Right, you know, Europe is is has got you know bigger, tougher laws. Right, Europe likes going after American technology companies. Right. you know, as Microsoft know well and right. Google. Right, right. Um, so I think you're going to see more and more actions there in, 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 in the next couple years.
1: All right, so you, then you have you have Instagram Video. You've yep. got uh, YouTube. You've got Snapchat, which you, is more got teens. Snap is
0: teens, but it's it's still very very big amongst kids. Right, and I yes. would say getting bigger.
1: Yeah, Snap has really done a turnaround, which is interesting. Like, I, I think it feels
0: like. They have accepted who their core audience right. really is. That's right. Like right. Twitter. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. But but yeah. I think you know Snap has got the capability of being a tremendous media company. Mm-hmm. You know, if they accept the fact that they're not going to be a general audience platform.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. No, I agree with that. I think they they have. I think they've gotten that. Do, do you think, yes, yeah. I do. I do. I'm having. A, Yes, I do. I do. I spent. I talked to him a lot. I think it's really hard. I think he, we, after he's gotten over Facebook stealing all his ideas, right, right, <laughs> which right, right. he's still as pissed about as he should be. Um, yeah. it's, it, but you're right. Snap is, and then TikTok. Talk a little bit about TikTok. And
0: then TikTok, which is obviously owned by ByteDance in China, mm-hmm. and has just exploded. Mm-hmm. You know, amongst kids.
1: Why, from your perspective?
0: Um, because they. I, I suppose, what have they
1: done there? Look at it as a product. I
0: think they were able to do short form. They were able to do engagement. Their challenge method, where they would create hashtags, right? Forcing or not forcing, but sort of you know challenging kids to create videos around them. Yeah, that.
1: this has been. I've seen this a million times. Right, this is the time it worked.
0: It, it is, and I mean it. I think it is a combination of complete freeform UGC mm-hmm. with a little bit of editorial direction,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I think they've been able to walk that walk probably better than anyone else right. on, on the video side,
1: except Chinese.
0: Yes, and, and
1: they violated.
0: And they have again. They didn't build it with with kids in mind. So mm-hmm. They were fined 5.7 million <laughs> um, in January for collecting mm-hmm. children's data. They are talking about, I believe, releasing a kids version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not quite sure where they are with that. Right. It's definitely you know it's it's, it's attracting a huge amount of interest on the music side, mm-hmm. you know, within the kids space because they as well.
1: Musically, and
0: they, they have musically, but even in terms of sort right. of rappers and various artists releasing videos sure. at first.
1: Yeah, which it's is interesting. it's interesting. I think it's going to become a content consumption vehicle yeah. more than creation. There'll be some, everyone will create, it's more like Twitter. Twitter is a content consumption vehicle, even though everyone's on it, but not everybody comments, not everyone's active. Totally. You've got stars on it, like, you know, whatever you're...
0: I I think the challenge is going to be like how that landscape plays out, you know, from a content creator perspective Mm -hmm. in terms of monetization, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, TikTok is still not a major monetization platform. Mm -hmm. If you talk to any creator, they'll sort of say, look, I'm still trying to monetize on YouTube, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but they're getting engagement on somewhere like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you'll you'll see them probably make more acquisitions in the space to figure out like okay how do we provide a full ecosystem like right. they, they've brought everyone there great now right. what do you do with it in terms of making it sustainable
1: sure a hundred percent so th- th- each of them is not quite in the children's business but they have children customers essentially
0: right and and you know users. If, if if this was like 20, 2010 or twenty eleven that wouldn't matter because mm-hmm. they would be a pretty small percentage right, right but now
1: it's big now so, so yeah, ruckus huge. so ruckus tell me you're, you're going to collect these influencers, you've got the tools, you're creating a platform.
0: We're we're creating a platform. Now you need audience. And now we need the audience, yeah. Yeah. Well, the audience is coming from the creators. I mean, Mm -hmm. they want, you know, I would say this is an unusually collaborative platform that Mm -hmm. we're building, Mm -hmm. you know, where all of the creators are very, very involved in the features that are being built Mm -hmm. and and the principles around what we're building. Mm -hmm. So we talk very publicly about sort of our editorial policy, you know, how we're thinking about technology, Mm -hmm. the the, the decisions we're making now around the quality and standards for creators coming Mm -hmm. on board. So we've got, I mean, you know, we're in the hundreds of millions of you know, YouTube subscribers mm-hmm. linked to all the creators who have committed um, mm-hmm. to being on the platform. Right. So we'll start rolling this out, you know, publicly and, and available to the world uh, early next year. Right. Um, but we're kind of it's 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 maybe a strange thing to say, but we're kind of comfortable to take our time on this, right? And actually get it well, right. Well, people
1: worry about virality. There, are you going to have? Do people want to be there? Like that's the thing. I think you know when I think about my kids as they grew up, like. There's a really strong word of mouth situation. Totally, when everyone's like Snapchat is finished, I was like, no, it's not. I can hear my friends, yeah, my yeah. kids' friends, and this is just a small pool of kids. But right. the way they talk, I was like, they're not leaving it. They're mad at it yeah, yeah. because of the redesign at the time. But right. they, they aren't leaving it, and they hate face. Like I, you could pick up things really quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. No one's on Facebook. Right. We like Instagram. Right. But now we know it's part of Facebook, so we don't like it as much. Yeah. And when they yeah. just recently changed Facebook Instagram by Facebook. I, it was a, it was like no what really do yes. you that, really that branding thing was crazy yeah. I was like shh, mm. shh don't tell them yeah. um, which they didn't they didn't like it they, I, it I, was I, interesting I, and these is a bunch of you know kids from right, but, but, nice but, part but of I think D.C. I think
0: all the tech companies are underestimating mm-hmm. the impact that their brand is having right with kids and family right. Right. absolutely they, they just think it's like oh well no one cares or everyone thinks right. we're amazing and the
1: second part is is getting known as a platform that is the kids table yep. right yep 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 problem kids want to be at the adult table
0: exactly. And that's right. why, like, you won't see the word kids in anything mm-hmm. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, it's a policy. And that's why we, we frankly, we focus just on the content creators, mm-hmm. you know, because they're the ones, we're supporting their community, their audience.
1: Right. 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 So it's like
0: build for them, you know, and, and give them all the things they want that allows them to support and engage with their audience.
1: And then the same thing is you've got to get parents to come over. That's really, they're your audience too, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's, that's a slightly more subtle point, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole principle behind the design behind Ruckus is to make it look as if it doesn't appear to be a kids' platform, mm-hmm. but is absolutely designed to be a kids' platform. I got that.
1: Got it. Okay. Right. All right. We're not saying but it is. Yeah. For sure. a, I mean, it's kind of like. It's, it,
0: a, <laughs> it's like, you remember Nickelodeon in the yeah. early and mid 90s? Yeah, yeah. It's that same sort of tone. Yeah. Right? That's
1: a really great way to put it. All right. I, I need to finish up. But w- a couple of things. How much funding have you gotten for this?
0: Uh, we've Well, for the company, we've raised about $25 million.
1: Right. That okay. Still from Silicon Valley? Are they still getting it yet? We
0: have not raised any money in the U.S. I we've, saw that. We've, we've, we've I was raised like, from. Those are
1: all companies in the. In Europe, those are European, right? Yeah, yeah. One I mean, is- I
0: mean, look, seventy-five percent of our revenue is in the U.S. You know, right. To be clear, so we're we're right. we're quite American-based. Aren't company. they still not? Um, I would say in the last couple of months, we've seen a lot of people starting to to have chats with us and sort of, I think, right. appreciate what we're building and what. The future of the internet's going to look like.
1: I have some ideas for you. If you yeah, uh, we, should, later we, should, I, we should talk about No, <laughs> I have one or two ideas, but you're right. It's they're not of interest to them. They're they're they're.
0: Uh, I, I just think the, the value has just ignored kids, right? And 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 definitely ignored privacy, right, right? Right. And now and and we're now talking about something that is being government mandated around right. the world.
1: Well, your privacy tools alone should be attractive to them, but that's another thing. Hmm. All right, uh, is, which is which? Absolutely, there's going to be. I just had uh, Senator Mark Warner in here. I've had the FTC chairman. There's a privacy national privacy bill coming. Absolutely, and California's mm-hmm. is coming online online, yeah. which has, you know, not just privacy for kids, privacy for everybody.
0: That's right. And interestingly, it was also trying to push the age of a child older, yes. you know, in terms of that definition up, yeah. to, up, up towards 16.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I think that it's not just privacy. It's, it's privacy for everyone. And if mm. you have tools that help privacy and identification and moderation, it's a really, it's a big, important business. But why don't we finish up by you telling me, what do you think parents, you know, there's a lot of parents who call me all the time, like, what should we do? Give me three tips. For parents, besides use ruckus or use, would, sure. give me three key things they have to keep in mind.
0: Uh, I think step one, if you're a parent, is have a look at the privacy policy on the app. Mm-hmm. If you can't understand it, mm-hmm. um, you know, then you should probably be a bit wary of your kid using it. Mm-hmm. You are actually seeing more and more responsible developers trying mm-hmm. to make their policies readable.
1: Right. You know, I think right.
0: I think that's a good step. Um, step two is, uh, again, I, I this sounds like sort of patronizing to parents, but like ask your kid to explain to you how an app works. Mm-hmm. You know, get them to do a little presentation to you. We've mm-hmm. seen that's quite effective. Mm-hmm. And I think the third thing is if you're seeing an ad in an app, yeah. tap on the ad. Right. See where it goes. See what it does. If that's right. taking you to a gambling site or something like that. You know, I mean, yeah. that sounds like an obvious thing. but No, I think but it isn't. And, and understand
1: that you should pay the 99 cents.
0: Yeah, pay the 99 cents or look for something that has clearly been designed right. with kid tech to be safe. One right. or the other.
1: Which I think is pernicious about this with a lot of this stuff. Not just that, is that, that people without means are going to be the ones not being able to pay for things. And right. wealthy people well, can opt out.
0: I mean, and this is why Apple's announcement a couple of weeks ago where they <laughs> said they were actually banning all behavioral ads mm-hmm. in kids' apps. Right. And um, so only sort of kid tech. Um, right. app platforms, which was a huge and very positive move. And, and I think it's um, that's what you want to see, because to your point, you, you can't be making privacy um, for people who can only afford it. Right. right? That, that's that's going to be a huge you know, issue. And
1: contextual ads are just fine Absolutely, in lots yeah. of ways, if you have to have ads at all. But in some yeah. cases, having to pay for them is a de facto, um, rich people get richer. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Right, right, You right, know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. it does. And, 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 of course, when the co- big companies go, well, we're giving away everything free. I'm like, it ain't free. Not yeah. for not if you don't have money. Mm-hmm. Not if you can't escape and not if your kids get subject to these ads. I think it's a really important issue. Yeah. Um, and maybe through kids, we'll understand the issues of the, around privacy um, very clearly. But this is a really fascinating business. I'm really glad to have you here. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Dylan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. My executive producer, Eric Anderson, as at Erica America. My producer, Eric Johnson, as at HeyAESJ. Dylan, where can people find you and Ruckus online?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and you can find Super Awesome on both those places as well.
1: Okay, and Ruckus next year?
0: And Ruckus will be next year, yeah. All right. You, you can read about it.
1: All right. If you liked this episode, we really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. And make sure to check out our other podcasts, Recode Media, Pivot and Land of the Giants. Just search them in your podcasting app of choice. Thanks also to our editor, Joel Robbie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Friday. Tune in then.